Listening to the Seek First podcast for students with Stephanie Akiyama and Kurt Petershawn. You know, I kind of wonder when uh, the intro's playing, I'm always like, does anybody listen to the intro? <laughs> right. Yeah. Or do y'all, I honestly, do y'all fast forward through it? Yeah. I'm always a fast forwarder. Do you listen to the intros of things? Uh, it depends on what I'm doing. Like if I'm driving and I don't want yeah, to reach yeah. up and do the things, then I just like, just yeah, just go through it. But yeah. Taylor did a great job so on good. the intro. So Taylor yeah, Morgan. Like- hey, if you know Taylor Morgan, uh, she's in Hawaii right now. <gasps> yes. Uh, YWAM, Youth with a Mission, as well as Suffering Ruby for Holderson. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who some of y'all know, but, but they're at the school. Uh, the the Kona School, which is out in Hawaii, it's a YWAM Youth with a Mission, mm-hmm. and then they're going to be deported off to <laughs> is that the right word? Deported, export, whatever, <laughs> right. off to Sent. some some countries they don't know where yet. Um, so over the next trained. few months to go yes. and do mission work, which is really cool. So it's super cool. Yeah, if you know Taylor, shout out to Taylor. Taylor if you can hear us, you can the, hear our voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so pray for her. Pray for Ruby. Pray for. And just missionaries around the world. It's always a good thing to pray for. Yeah. People people doing the work of the Lord in other places where they're not from, maybe, and just sharing the gospel, spreading that. That's really cool. Yes. Anyway, all right. So let's jump in today. Today we have sort of a, a different turn. Um, the last few weeks we've been talking a lot, a lot of scripture and just where we got the Bible, how it came to be, why we can trust it, all that good stuff, how to read it last yeah. week. Um so we hope and pray that's been encouraging to you if you're listening. And um, so today we're going to answer two kind of specific questions yeah. from uh, two of you that uh, the, the, these were submitted, I think, like last spring. Actually, it's been a little while, so we wanted to come back and kind of hit on a couple of these specifically. So the first question, I'll go ahead and say the two questions and then um, we'll we'll talk through them. So uh, the first question was from Becca Mull. Um, who I know and love, and Becca, thank you for asking this question, um, was just, when did you know you wanted to follow Jesus? And the second question was from Chloe Howard, who, shout out to Chloe, also (laughs) know and love Chloe, Um, and and she asked, kind of when did you know, how do you know that that Jesus is good, and kind of when did we start realizing that and knowing that? Um, Which, just as I was looking at those two questions, thought these are both really well connected, I think, and we can just kind of have conversation around those. I will say, quick note that Stephanie has no notes. I know. I'm flying <laughs> blind, people. Flying blind. Stephanie loves the good the, the notes. Um, I told her yesterday. I was like, no notes today. I know. We're and just... if you've seen Kurt's mean look, then you'd listen. <laughs> I don't have, do I have a mean look? Yes. Do I? Oh, man. When I was chewing that gum that day and we about started the podcast Stephanie with my Stephanie is always gum. chewing gum. <laughs> yes. So if you are listening, I'm sparing you. <laughs> right. But right. Anyway. You don't you don't get to hear my gum. It's also the time of year of dry hands and my hands are ah. Check this out. Here you go. Ready? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's my dry hands. Just right. Yes. Anyway. Which we, gives we, me dry heaves when we I have our, <laughs> We have our weird things. Um, okay. So first question is this, and I'll, I'll tell you what. You just yeah. answer first, and then I'll, we'll kind of do short answer, yes. and then um, we'll just have conversation after that. So the first question from Becca was, just when did you know you wanted to follow Jesus? So yeah. for you, what? Well, I didn't grow up in church, yeah. and so we had really nothing to do with church when I was growing up. And But I was invited when I was probably a junior in high school. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd never stepped foot in a church, I don't think. 
um, my whole growing up, junior in high school, I got um, invited to a Young Life retreat. Okay. So I went to a Young Life retreat. Shout out to Young Life. Yes. Yes. And so that was literally the first time that I had heard about Jesus. I mean, I I think that I had heard his word, I mean, his name used like as a curse word or whatever, but but like I didn't really know a lot about him. Thought he was kind of of a mythical figure. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but it was then when I feel like God really um, opened my eyes to another world. Like I started, and there were people that I highly respected, intelligent people, because that's what I esteemed most was intelligence. And so there were intelligent people who were actually buying this business. Hmm. Um, And so that was probably the first time when when I really thought, I need to investigate this more. Like, again, Mm -hmm. intelligence was my thing. So it was like, I need to dig into this, see if I can make sense of it, all of that. But I also had kind of an emotional response as well. Um, And so that was the very first time that I had heard about him and really felt drawn to him. But it wasn't until I was 21. Okay. Four or five years later. Yes. That I was, um, anyway, in a church service. Um, and I, I cannot tell you what the pastor preached on, like what his sermon was about, but he kept saying, no matter what you've done, no matter what your past has looked like, Mm -hmm. Jesus wants you. Like he wants to forgive you. He wants to wipe the slate clean. And I just remember thinking if he can do that, Mm -hmm. I'm in. Yeah. And that's when I really felt like if I did not walk down that aisle, something <laughs> in the middle of my chest was going to drag me down that aisle. Yeah. And so that's that was when I was saved. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So mine's pretty different. I mean, we really grew up in church. My mom and dad had us in churches when we were kids. Now, my family was a little crazy, but um, <laughs> my parents were divorced when I was six. Um, but from a young age, we were always in church. And especially my dad, if I was at my dad's, like we were going to be at church. Um I was, so I was eight years old, I believe. Um, and I think it was like a Wednesday night or maybe a Sunday night, kind of a special service we had at our church. Now it's Eastridge now. It used to be called Grace Fellowship. This is, okay. I was a kid, grew up here and well at that church um, before it was Eastridge and um, at Grace Fellowship. And we had a, like a night service. I just remember that. I don't know if it was a Sunday or Wednesday or what it was. And there was like a, a different preacher than our normal preacher. It wasn't the normal guy. So um, we had like a guest speaker come. No idea who that guy was now. Um, and it was just, I know it was just a gospel message that he shared. And it was something that, you know, growing up in church, I'd heard it in Sunday school and all that. I knew who Jesus was. I knew the story, but same kind of thing. It was like that night, I remember he gave an invitation and I remember just looking at my dad, we were all sitting there and I was just like, can I go down there? And, you know, he's like, yeah, absolutely, you know, <laughs> obviously. Um, but just, yeah, same kind of thing where I was just like, I, I knew I believed that and yeah. I wanted to go down and, and um, pray with the guy. The guy was down there. <laughs> right. He's just like, hey, let's pray this together. And, and and looking back, you know, I probably wouldn't have been able to explain all of that then. But right. Knowing for sure, man, I know who Jesus is and I believe in him and I want to follow him. Yeah. With my life, because, you know, again, I don't know everything he talked about or preached about. I'm sure the gospel was presented. Right. Um, and he surely talked about the love of God. And yeah. I think probably the same as you and and for most people who probably have that conversion experience is like you heard about God's love through Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. Yeah. Right. And um, I mean, the heart of the gospel, like we talked about a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. And then for me, definitely um, 
growing up. So I'm eight years old when that happened. I got baptized shortly thereafter that. Um, that had been 1995 <laughs> that I was baptized. And then, you know, obviously, like I said, I'm a kid and I, right. there was a lot of growing to do, a lot yeah. of learning, a lot of figuring out like what this really means. Right. You mean you weren't miraculously yeah. changed <laughs> I, overnight? I, yeah, <laughs> I definitely had a lot of um, struggles after that, after all that. And I would even say there's times when man just got much worse and right. know, didn't because I just didn't um, know how to. I always know that I love Jesus. I, I know that. And looking back, I can definitely see, well, maybe this is getting into the next question of just the goodness of God. Yeah, go with um, it. Go. But definitely yeah. seeing, looking back his goodness yeah. on on me and through other people around me in my life and through the church and just being so amazed now that God has so kept me, yes. right? Like kept right. me believing. Like I think Philippians 1, 6, where he says, he who began a good work, and that right. was what happened that night. He began a good work, and Paul says he will bring it to completion right. at the day of Christ. And now I'm looking back, going, absolutely, that's true because right. I didn't. I haven't gotten myself to where I am now, and not that I'm complete yet, but um, I know it was God the whole time. Yeah. Looking back, because there's so many opportunities I had to walk away <laughs> from the faith, and maybe even almost did at times of just like, man, it's just struggling. But I will say. I don't think I've ever had a time in my life, and this is just my story, where I doubted God's existence or I doubted even that I wanted to follow Jesus. You pro Have you had that? Like, would you ever say you had like a, is God real kind of time in life? Or I think bef before so, I was saved, yeah. because I did, I, I just, I really dug in and just was trying to figure yeah. it out. Um, and that's definitely, you can see differences in, in upbringing. Right. Right. Like I just grew up in the church and right. that was just part of my life. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't. But you so didn't. I, yeah. I just thought I haven't heard any of this. Right. I don't know any of this. Um, I don't know that I had a crisis of faith. Like I didn't believe he existed. Mm -hmm. Um, I doubted his goodness toward me. Yeah. I always knew that he was good toward the world. Sort of the macro Right, yes. Like, 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 he's, he's a nice good guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, he's good, and, and it's all going to work yeah. out in the end. But what I doubted was, is he good on my behalf? Right. Does he see me mm -hmm. and go, you know what? I'm going to make all things work for good for her. Right. Not just for my church. Yeah for the world, yeah. but for her. And so that was, that was a huge doubt yeah. um, that I had. Is that what you felt like that night when you were 21 or so was addressed? Is that what, is that what you kind of heard that night as like, he is good to me? Well, that night it was all about forgiveness. That night right. I just, I couldn't believe, cause yeah. I was, I was not a good teenager, not a good kid. Like I, I just wasn't yeah. like y'all, anyway, you can ask me about it. Stole a car when I was 13, like just partier, like all the things. Yeah. And I just thought, if he want, if he still wants me, like I just, I could not believe it. Right. Like it was like this good, pure God, um, who is all love. Yeah, he he's pursuing me. Right. Like it was, it was crazy train up in here. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but later on, and so and so at that point, I knew that he was good. I knew that he was good on behalf of the world, like things were going to work out. Mm -hmm. um, he He's definitely good for his church. Like he's going to bring them through some things. Yeah. Um, but I still did not know that I know that I know that he was good on my behalf, yeah. that he worked out all things, like, like that he didn't stand back and go, well, she messed up now. We'll just let her stew in that for a bit. Like she made her bed, let her lie in it for a while. You know, like yeah. I just didn't know that he yeah. was good on my behalf. Right. And, and that... Um, to answer the second question about how did I, when did I know he was good? Yeah. 
man, that's been a slow burn. Like that has been yeah, something absolutely. that it has taken me by degrees right. to understand. And not only in my life, but to look out on the landscape of the world and to go, wait a minute, that's going on in Uganda or that's going on in this place. And so how do I know that God is still good and knows that that's going on? Right. So, yeah, yeah. As you're so talking. that has that has taken that has taken a bit. But <laughs> yeah. back to the, the, the podcasts in weeks um, prior, mm-hmm. like spending time with him yeah. and in his word has like literally sealed it, like has yeah. solidified it and is a firm foundation for me to walk on where uh, whereby now I, I I filter all of that through. God's goodness. Yeah. Right. Like, like he is good. That's truth. That's firm. That's That's not going anywhere. And so the other things, if I, if I, if I view those and it seems, oh, based on that, God's not good. There's something wrong with my thought process. Right. Not something wrong with God. Yeah. You don't assume God's actually not good. You assume I'm thinking of this wrongly somehow. Exactly. Or I'm seeing it. Exactly. Not not correctly. Yeah. Um, yeah. As you're talking, I'm thinking first Peter two. And so I just wanted to read this. Here's, here's what Peter talks about. And I think this will kind of help lead us as we continue talking about God's goodness here. And you really just said it just about how it's like this progressive learning of that and experiencing his goodness and, and sanctification would be a good Bible yes. word for yeah. that. Just like and sanctification, just mean kind of growing in our Christ likeness and our holiness and our ability to, I think to, experience God rightly and know God right. rightly. Here's what Peter says. This is First Peter 2. I'm going to start in verse 1. He says, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander of every kind. So that's just to say, you know, be less sinful, yeah. <laughs> you know, follow Jesus and be like him. But then he says this, verse 2, Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it, he's talking about that, 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 that nourishment by that spiritual yeah. milk, right? right? Like craving like a baby does. Um, by it, you may grow in your salvation. So there's sanctification. You may grow in your salvation now. Here's what he says. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Yes. So it's this idea that, okay, now that you have submitted your life to Christ and you have seen maybe for the very first time when I was eight, when you were 17, yeah. 21, somewhere in there, yeah. right? It happens different places for everybody. And you're going, okay, I've seen and tasted that the Lord is good now. I know that he, that Jesus is real. Jesus came, he died for my sins because God so loved the world that yeah. he could send his son. And that's for me, like you said, it's not just for the whole world. It is right. personally yes. for me that his salvation is available to even me, right? The yes. worst of all sinners that exactly. we're all probably going to consider ourselves to be. And Peter says, man, if you've tasted that goodness, continue to taste it, right? right? Continue to draw near to the Lord. He says, um, crave, pure, like keep going after it, right? right. I, I've got a three-year-old now, and so she wasn't a newborn too long ago, and you see that as a newborn, right? These newborn babies, all they want to do is just, even if they're not sleeping, they want to eat. That's <laughs> right. all they want to do. Um, and he's like, man, just be like that. Crave yeah. it so much so that you're kind of seeking, back to our podcast name, right? Seeking first the kingdom of yeah. God. That that's the mindset you live with every day of like, that this is what I want to run after. Yeah. I want to know him better. Yeah. I want to see him more. I want to experience that goodness. I've tasted it. <laughs> I want to taste more. Like, okay, what's your favorite dessert? What do you love? So, I love tiramisu. I think that's the best dessert. <laughs> well, I was talking about this. I love tiramisu. tiramisu is so good. Yes. Okay. 
it, first time you ever tasted it, did you taste it and then go, yeah, I could, that was amazing. I don't care to ever eat it again. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> like, when's the next time I'm give going me, to eat this? I want more. this for my birthday yeah. and I want this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, give me more of that. Yeah. Right? So when we taste something so good, yes. it, it doesn't make us go, okay, I had that, so I'm good now. Right. It makes us right. go, give me more of that yes. and let me taste. Or if you've ever had like a good steak or a good taco, right? Yeah, I think taco right. is a good example. Yeah. You've had one good taco, you're like, I want to try all the tacos. Right. You know, yeah. Give me every type of taco that ever existed. <laughs> right. I don't care if it's fish taco or yes. chicken taco, steak taco. Like, I want all the tacos. Yeah. Um, and I think, right, like these kind of, absolutely. man, you've tasted it, let's keep tasting absolutely. it. Absolutely. And it, um, it, it forms your, uh, what you think is good. Right. Yeah, like if yeah. all you eat is little Debbie's. <laughs> right. And you never had a good taco. Right. Or or a good salad. Like yeah, you're, right, you're yeah, gonna yeah. be like, well, I mean, hey, I just want to talk about tacos. Right? I'm talking <laughs> right. about salads right now. Some some taco salad. some listeners like salad. Taco salad. Taco salad. You throw some salsa in some <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. It changes your tastes. It changes right? your tastes. Yeah. And that's also something we can pray is that yeah. God would change our tastes. I love to that. Crave him. It's almost like as we live in the world and we think we know what's good. Oh, right. Man. We think we know. And you just said like living as a teenager and the teenage teenage life. That's all of us. Right. <laughs> Probably at some point in teenage life, it's like you think, you know, what's good. Right. For you. You think, you know, what's, and this is why we get ourselves in so much trouble. Yeah. Because we run after those things. But then if you've actually tasted that the Lord is good. Right. You go, oh, I've been eating Skittles my whole life. Yes. And God wants to give me steak. Yes. You know, like he's right. got something actually good for me. Absolutely. And I don't know if steak's good for you, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, Okay. So let's, okay. So just talking about the goodness of God, do you have maybe a, an example in your life or just another story of like, I, I I remember thinking God is so good because of this happened or maybe something you read in the Bible. I don't know. Just to kind of. Yeah. I think that, um, uh, the first time that I had a ministry position, so mm-hmm. I was, I was, uh, I taught pre-K forever. Um, and I, I, I volunteered in the church, but I had stayed, I was staying home with Connolly. This is after I had Connolly, my, yeah. my younger daughter. Um, and I, I don't know, just kind of going about my business and, and out of the blue comes a phone call and it was from my pastor, uh, when he was starting a new church and asked me if I would come on staff, help mm-hmm. start that church, and be uh, a part of starting a family ministry. Yeah. And I just, um, I was so taken aback because that was so good of God yeah. to, I wasn't looking for that. I wasn't um, seeking that, but but it just, it ministered to me so much that God sees me. He knows my heart. Even when I don't know exactly what I want, he knows my heart. He knows what's going to fulfill me. Yeah. And so it just like, I wasn't manipulating anything or chasing anything or trying to like climb the ladder and do the things. <laughs> yeah. He, he just out of the blue and it was such a gift. Yeah. Um, and I just, over and over, like that's just the first thing that came to my mind, but just those gifts that God gives us where yeah. he's just a good father who loves to give good gifts. Right. Um, and we, it helps us to start to trust him. You know, like if, if someone pulled up in our driveway and said, hey, get in the car, I want to take you somewhere. And we were like, I don't know you. I'm not <laughs> going to get in the car. You might take me off and murder me. But if our dad or if our grandpa or somebody pulls up and goes, hey, get in the car, we're thinking like, we're finna go yeah. to Disney World <laughs> yeah, or something. It's going to be great. Yeah. So it, that building that relationship and just realizing yeah. how good he is and seeing that everywhere. Right. And there's so yeah. much in the Bible, just 
about remembrance, you know? And yes. like, as you read through the Old Testament, you see that God is constantly calling his people back to remember what, like the Exodus and the Passover and all that. Yes. And they, they would celebrate the Passover every year. Why? Because it was a remembrance of God's goodness, God's yes. grace, God's deliverance, all these right. things. Because that's that's not always happening, right? God's not always delivering them from slavery. That happened once. Right. You know, but he was always reminding them to to be reminded, I've done this. Will I not do this again? Yeah. Will I not protect you? Will I not guide right. you? Have I not been faithful to you? Yeah. And even weekly, the Sabbath. Absolutely. Right? Yes. The Sabbath. When All we, the time. We don't do any works to like right. to 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 get to the next rung on the ladder mm-hmm. or whatever. We sit back and we go, you know what, God? You're God. Yeah. And I'm going to sit and I'm going to yeah. rejoice in that and just sit and, and enjoy you. And now we have Sundays that we gather together yeah. we take communion together or we just hear his we word remember. and we worship together yeah. and we remember together. Because it's all about, man, can we just constantly, consistently, and we should do it every day, obviously, and we right. talk about reading our Bibles, but but even as the people to, gather, to kind of gather together and go, man, let's all remember and sing about and pray about and preach about the goodness of God yeah. and how he's been so good. Has he ever once failed you? Right. Honestly. Right. Has he? And and if we remember that, then it is like, it's like when he pulls up in the driveway and he's going, hey, I got something for you. We're like, I know it's going to be good. That's exactly right. I know it's going to be, it might be hard. Yes. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Yeah. When, when hard things happen in our lives, we can still say, like, I I just turned to Job and it says, listen to this. So this is after Job has lost everything Mm -hmm. except for his fantastic wife. Like (laughs) he lost, he (laughs) lost everything. And here's what, here's what scripture says in chapter one. Then Job arose and he tore his robe, which was a sign of mourning and anguish. He shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshiped. Mm Mm-hmm. And he said, naked, I come from, I came from my mother's womb and naked, I shall return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yep. And I just think when you have that foundation, Mm -hmm. it does not matter because we live in a fallen world. So we're not going to have a perfect life. We're going to have things that disappoint us. We're going to have things that deeply wound us. But in all of it, God is good. Yeah. And we can still mourn grieve, do all the things that Job did, but worship God in it yeah. and know that he is still good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so for me, you know, I started thinking about um, when I was a teenager, I guess. And like I said, so I became a Christian when I was eight. Spent a lot of years in there of like very slowly growing in my faith, um, much more slowly than I would have liked, I think, looking back. But at the same time, again, knowing the Lord, seeing him now and his hand through all of that. But then, okay, so when I'm 17, I go to camp for the first time. North Georgia Christian Camp. Shout out. Camp. <laughs> um, so that's when I went to camp for the first time. And like having this realization while I was there of sort of that same thing like you did of just going, man, I've made a lot of dumb mistakes right. lately. I'm not living for the Lord. And I know I love him. And I know, you know, I know Jesus, but I have put him on the back shelf and I'm not seeking first his kingdom. And then being there and kind of hearing his word taught and worshiping all week and just seeing this community that I didn't really have before because I didn't really have Christian community. I had worldly community. It's all I had. And then going like, and again, I don't know if then I would have put it into the these terms that I'm putting it in now, but now definitely been able to look back and go, man, what I was experiencing that week was just God and his goodness and his yeah. blessings on a wayward son, so to speak, right. just going, Hey man, like I'm still here. Yeah. You're still here and I'm still your father. And 
I've got something more for you, Kurt, than yeah. than what you've been doing. Right. You know, and I, for me, just kind of, it was like a week of just centering me again on right. that foundation of just going, oh my goodness, like, why am I doing this stuff that I'm doing? And why am I living this way? Like, there's such a better thing. And then, so later that summer, um, my youth pastor at the time asking me to go help be a leader at middle school camp. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, this is like a whole other thing because now, you know, not... Not not only am I just like, I just want to come and sit and listen about right. Jesus and worship him, but now you're asking me to actually step into it yeah. and be part of the work and do the ministry. Um, and I gladly did. And he gave me like, he was like, you're going to run the games this week. you know. And I was like, okay, I mean, I can do that. I like yeah. sports. Yeah. And he, he, right. like, he saw that in me. He was like, I know Kirk. We're going to play baseball yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably. That's all we did. Dodgeball, it's all like just games yeah, that kill, girls kill hate and boys yeah, love. Yeah. Anyway, so, but I did that. And I remember thinking at the end of that week, man, this was so much fun, but it really was like, I could feel God working on my heart going, it wasn't just fun because I was at camp and it wasn't just fun because I did games. Like, I remember loving the fact that I got to know these younger kids yeah. and I was a little bit older than them at the time, but just like these eighth graders, seventh graders and being like, man, like God would use me to, to, to encourage that yeah. kid. And that kid thought it was cool that I just like sat and had spaghetti with him at lunch or <laughs> right. whatever. And then later that year, becoming an intern and, and then anyway, getting into ministry and going to Bible college. And that, just through that whole time in my life, I would say probably like 17 to 22 right. was the most transformative time for me of just again and again, God showing me, like like you said, I, I know what you've done. I know where you've been. I know right. the mistakes that you've made, um, but you're not disqualified from my kingdom. Like yeah. you're still my son, prodigal right. son, right? Yeah. Kill the fatty calf. He's home. Like, right. You're still my son and I still love you and I still have ministry for you to do. And now I'm so many years later looking back and certainly I'm not perfect and certainly I've made lots right. more mistakes, um, but always learning that very lesson. Yeah. Again. And testing like yeah. that God is good. Yeah. Like over and over and over, he shows himself good. Yeah. And we see it like one of the ways that that, that is solidified is in scripture. I was going to say, yep. Absolutely. Like when yep. we go to scripture and we see how he treated his people who mm -hmm. kept turning their back on him and kept saying, no, 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 we right. want to do it. You know, we want a king, right? And yeah. or just turning away from him and him saying, guys, I love you. I've got you. I promise. And then saying, ah, uh, nah, we'd like to be our own God. <laughs> like we'd like to do our own thing. Um, or, you know, Jesus just moving in toward people who are so yeah broken, yeah. who we would just pass by or, you know, uh, we would say, you know, you, you kind of get yourself together before we, <laughs> before we can minister to you, yeah, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I was exactly thinking the same thing as you said, that scripture in the way that in, in that same period of my life, that's when I started really getting into scripture. Right. And what's so cool is, you know, so I was trying to think of a way to maybe phrase this. So I'll say it like this. I think instead of letting my life experience then validate scripture. What I was finding was scripture was validating my life experience. Scripture was showing me that it was true. Right. What I was feeling and experiencing is God really that good? Is he and then I'm reading scripture and going, oh, he really is. Right. Like all these things that I'm feeling about what I'm seeing and experiencing and hearing taught and worshiping him and being part of this community. But then I'm seeing it actually play out through his word, through the history of his right. people and, and the way that he's interacted with him. And I'm going, man, God's 
always been like this. Yes. I'm not unique in the sense that he's <laughs> right. just good to me. Right. I'm, but I'm blessed in the sense that I am part of the same story of God's goodness and his redemption that has always been the story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm seeing myself in that, like we kind of talked about last week of that prodigal son or, yeah. or the woman at the well. Right. With G- and just the gospels even, just yeah. looking at yes. Jesus in those four books, Matthew, Mark, and John, just the gospels and seeing, like you just said, over and over again, Jesus moving toward the yeah. broken, moving toward the hopeless, the lost, the sick, the whatever. Right. And going, man, I'm the one you need here, and I want to show you a new way, and I want to heal you in a way that you didn't even know you needed healed. That's exactly right. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. And you go, man, that's 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 him. That's yeah. my God. And yeah. he's so good yeah. and so faithful. So. And just how precious he is to yeah. individuals. Um, you know, I just like even, even just particular stories like um, – one of my favorite stories, and I know I've told you this a million times, but I love the story of the leper um, who Jesus has just finished his sermon on the Mount. Like he is literally a rock star, like every Jesus, Jesus, (laughs) right? Like everybody's loving him. And he comes down from preaching the best sermon in the world ever, right? (laughs) He comes down and a leper approaches him, which First of all, the leper should not have been out of the leper colony. Right. What, <laughs> and, are, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing? Why? Why, Boy, get back to where you belong, right? Okay, so he's <laughs> Which coming. is probably what everyone else is thinking. That's exactly right. Because yeah. you were allowed to just kind of shoo them away like like a like right. a, like a a dog or something. You were allowed to shoo yeah. them away. This would be, okay, let's put it in context yeah. for a second. If Who's a big celebrity now? I don't even know. But yeah. some giant celebrity nowadays who just gets done with a, a, a great concert or something, right. like a, a music artist. And, and they get done with a concert and they walk outside and everybody wants to sign autographs. But there's like a homeless person there right. who's right. sick and Smells just wants, bad. wants yeah. a couple coins. Or right. The celebrity's probably, and everybody's probably like, just go away. Yes. So same. Yes. Yeah. And so the leper comes up to him and says, if you are willing, you can heal me. Yeah. And Jesus doesn't pass by him. Jesus doesn't go, zap, you're healed, and just keep on moving. Jesus looks this man in the eye, like like affirms his humanity, mm-hmm. and he reaches out and touches him, which was against the law mm-hmm. at that time. You could not touch a leper without having to go through all of these cleansing rites and everything to be made right with God again, because leprosy was seen kind of a sin. But anyway, but he reaches out. And he touches him because that's who Jesus is. Yep. Like the culture was was dictating one way that Jesus should act. Yeah. And Jesus, he cares too much about people. He yeah. loves people. And so he reaches out and touches this guy and he's healed. And it is one of my, like when you stop and pause and look around, like we talked about last week, jumping into the the narrative and just seeing how Peter might be reacting, who was kind of a hothead and, and well, John and James were hotheads. And so like all the people who were probably like, what is he doing? Like he's finally to rock star status. Like people are finally like loving him, accepting him. He's been to be king. Yeah. Right. And then he does this. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't, he doesn't care what everybody thinks. Yeah. Like he just loves people. And I read that story and just 
fell in love with Jesus yeah. and knew his goodness. Just the times that he stops and sees people yeah. where they're at, how they need to be seen, heals the the blind man. Yes. You know, spitting in the mud, such a weird thing, but right. touches his eyes or the woman who is bleeding for years and years. Right. She touches him and he stops what he's doing, going to heal somebody else to talk to her and right. address her, the woman yes. at the well oh, that man. he just spends time with and addresses her, does address some of her issues, but also just so kindly kind of lets her talk yeah. and, and wiggle way yes. out of things, but just keeps loving her and keeps talking with her. Um, Mary and Martha when Lazarus dies and he comes and you see his compassion and right. all these things. The the man at the pool that has been sitting there for 38 years, yes. who's been had this infirmity and Jesus comes and talks to him, but also not only heals him, but forgives his sins, yeah. you know, or like, you know, calls him out. Yes. So Zacchaeus. Many, Zacche- oh, man. Matthew. Matthew like these guys these, who were like, yeah. everybody hated outcasts. them. Absolutely. Like they were bad. And yeah. Jesus moves in. Yeah. Eats at their house. Yes. Eats at the house of a tax collector. Yes. That- He's not repulsed. Yeah. He doesn't say, you know what? I'm going to look the other way while you kind of get yourself together. And then maybe we can hang out. He like moves into the awkward. Like he just, I love that about him. He's so uncompromisingly good. Yes. And will not let anything or anyone or any busyness, any quote unquote uh, duty, responsibility get in the way of the people right in front of him. Yeah doing what needed to be done right. in any particular moment to, yes. to meet a need, right? There's yeah. times when, like, the I think it's Matthew 10 where, again, he's he's got things to do, and Jesus is probably exhausted from the things that he does all the time where he's yeah. doing Yeah, he never miracles. got to eat a meal. He never got to, like, sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and it says these crowds, like, he's tired, and he went off by himself to pray, but then he sees the crowds, yeah. and it says he has compassion on them because mm-hmm. he saw that they were like sheep without a shepherd. Yes. And so it's like this perfect human being, yeah. also God, obviously, yeah. holy God, holy man, who just had this ability to be uncompromisingly good all yes. the time. And even the things that we would judge as harsh, like when he was talking to the Pharisees and he was, y'all are whitewashed tombs, y'all are, <laughs> yeah. you know, Vipers. that was yeah. out of goodness. Mm-hmm. That was showing them y'all are on the wrong path. Like you think you know right. what you're doing. Like you know all these scriptures. The scripture talking about me, right? Yeah. Like he is, he's drawing them and revealing truth. And sometimes he got to smack them over the head with it, right? And so sometimes like, we'll read it and go, ooh, yeah. that was harsh. Right. But that is all goodness. That is yeah. all love. Absolutely. Man, uh, we could talk about this all day. We're yes, at, we could. We're over our time limit already. Oh, so let's father. just, we'll, we'll wrap this one up. But I think just some encouragements from what we've both said is, one, go to the scriptures, go to the scriptures. Like, if you right. want to see the goodness of God, yeah. it's it's all over it. And yeah. it's there so constantly, so frequently. The whole Bible is written so that we could see him and know him again. Yeah. And um man, to see his goodness. I would I would commend to you the Gospels if you're looking Absolutely. for Because um, I think you and I would both agree that that's um, such a wonderful place to start. If you just want to see the character of God, Yeah, he, Jesus is the fullness of God's character and love and grace and compassion and right. kindness and truth and all the things. Yeah. So we see it in, in Christ um, where the Gospels open that up to us. So man, start in the Gospels if you're looking for somewhere to read and see the goodness of God. Start right mm-hmm. there. Um, maybe like the book of Luke, um, where it's just this whole book of Luke trying to draw out his 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 kind of perfect compassion on those who right. are outcasted. Yeah. Um, he does that so well and so often. So anyway, um, yeah, hopefully we've kind of adequately answered those two questions <laughs> just from personal yeah. life. And um, yeah, I, I love hearing your stories too and just where, you know, how God has impacted you and 
Yeah. You know, his goodness he, and grace. It's so cool that you good. stole a car. and I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wanted to go to the mall, Kurt. I mean, like, <laughs> hello. <Yeah. laughs> Nobody was taking but me. <laughs> how good is it that we we all have such crazy stories and things in our past we could probably look on and it's like really shameful. Um, yeah. And at the but same he time, protects us through it. Yeah. And oh, he yeah, still draws sure. us. Yeah. Which is amazing still, that he would still want us. And has use for us to yeah. be used in his kingdom yes. for his glory. Like what better blessing is there? Yes. You know what I mean? Well, because he knows, and we're finding out this post-pandemic business, and I know that we're over time, but that the opposite of depression is not happiness. Mm-hmm. The opposite of depression is purpose. purpose. And he gives us that. Absolutely. He calls us to that. And it's good. Like it's yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Hopefully this was encouraging today. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll be back next week, Lord willing. So (laughs) thank you all for listening. As always, seek seek first first the the kingdom kingdom of God. Thank you for listening to the Seek First podcast. We hope and pray that you have been encouraged and empowered to seek first the kingdom and righteousness of God in every area of your life. If you are a teen or young adult and have a question or topic that you would like Stephanie and Kurt to discuss on Seek First, simply email kurt at eastridge.church. Until next time, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness.